بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم الحمدللہ رب العالمین والصلاة والسلام علی رسول الكریم وعلى آله وصحبه اجمعین اما بعد This is part one of English translation of the talk Familial Disputes and Their Solution Part one by Bufti Dapis Mani Damad Barkatum Hazrat Abu Dard Abu Darda May Allah Ta'ala be pleased with him has narrated that the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Should I tell you about a status which is even more exalted than Salah, Psalm and Fasting? It was the way of speaking of the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that when he wanted to emphasize the importance of something he used to ask the Sahaba a question about it so that they would become keen to learn about it. If a person is keen to learn about something then what is said at that time affects him a lot more deeply. And if a person has no desire to learn, then even the best advice and pearl of wisdom is meaningless and useless for him. This keenness to learn is a great treasure. That is why wise elders and religious scholars have said that the human being's success lies in developing a craving, a hunger for knowledge of deen, as well as a craving of putting the knowledge of deen into practice. When a person develops this craving, Allah Ta'ala showers his blessings on him. Maulana Rumi has said in his Masnavi, Aap kam jo tashnagi avar badast, ta baju shud aap azbala opast. It means that focus less on finding water and more on developing thirst. When a person develops thirst, the water starts pouring from both above and below. This craving for deen is a great blessing. May Allah Ta'ala grant us all this craving for his deen. Ameen. Once a person develops cravings of something, then it keeps him pining for it until he obtains it. If a person is really hungry, would he be able to stay relaxed? Would he be able to focus on doing some other task or enjoy some other activity? Until his hunger is satiated, he will not be at peace. Similarly, if a person is really thirsty, he will not be able to be happy. He will not be able to be happy and relaxed until his thirst is quenched. May Allah Ta'ala grant us a similar craving for deen. Ameen. Once a person develops this craving for deen, he remains restless till he has obtained it. The Sahaba Razialanhuma were always preoccupied with what would happen to them in the akhirat, the hereafter. They kept worrying that one day they would die and would have to present themselves before Allah Ta'ala. After that, they would be sent to Jannat or Jahannam. As a result of this anxiety and preoccupation about Akhirat, the Sahaba kept re reviewing every moment of their life, whether what they were doing would result in Allah Ta'ala's pleasure or displeasure, and whether that action would lead them towards Jahannam or Jannat. Once Hazrat Hanzala Anha presented himself before the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and said, O Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Hanzala has become a hypocrite. The Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked, In what way have you become a hypocrite? Hazrat Hanzala Anha replied, When I'm in your company, I'm worried about Akhirat. I feel as if I'm seeing Jannat and Jahannam with my own eyes. That creates a tenderness in heart and I feel motivated to obey Allah Ta'ala. But when I go home from here to my wife and children, 
the condition of my heart does not stay the same. That is why I feel I have become a hypocrite because the state of my heart is different when I'm in your company and changes once I go home. The Holy Prophet reassured him and said, O Hanzala, these things change from time to time. Sometimes a person's heart is dominated by one condition and at other times it is dominated by another condition. Do not worry. Keep doing what Allah Ta'ala has told you to do. Inshallah, you will succeed. This worry of Hazrat Hanzala about having become a hypocrite was actually driven by his preoccupation with the Akhirat. Hazrat Farooq Azaram was the second Caliph of Islam and had such an exalted status among the Sahaba that the Holy Prophet said that if there were to be a Prophet after him, it would have been Umar. The Holy Prophet had also said about him, the Satan avoids traveling on the way on which Umar has just passed and changes his way and to him and said to him that umar i have seen your palace in jannat even after all this hearing all this from the holy prophet وسلم, he was so worried about what would happen to him in the akhirat that he had asked hazrat huzaifa radiyallahu oh huzaifa for god's sake tell me if my name is on the list of hypocrites that the holy prophet وسلم, had told you about as Mulana Rumi said, first develop thirst rather than search for water. When a person develops true thirst, true craving for learning about deen, then Allah Ta'ala blesses him with such knowledge. This is Allah Ta'ala's sunnah that he never turns down a person who has true love of deen. It was the practice of Holy Prophet Wasallam that he first developed a craving for learning in Sahaba. That is why he first asked, should I not, not tell you about a status, uh, status of Allah Ta'ala's pleasure and approval, which is even more exalted than that, that of Salah, fasting, and Sadaqah? The Sahaba replied, O Prophet of Allah, please do tell us. The Sahaba were always preoccupied with what actions would get them closer to Allah Ta'ala and win them Allah Ta'ala's approval. They heard, heard the merits of Salah, fasting, and Sadaqah from the Holy Prophet The Sahaba had heard from the Holy Prophet that Salah is a pillar of Islam. In another hadith, the Holy Prophet said, Allah Ta'ala says that the person keeps getting closer to me through Nawafil. The more Nawafil he prays, the closer to me he gets, to the point that a stage comes when I become his eyes through which he sees. I becomes become his ear through which he hears and I become his hand through which he holds things. It means that a person gets so close to Allah Ta'ala uh, as a result of praying so many nawafil that his whole person becomes an, an embodiment of Allah Ta'ala's approval. Because the Sahaba had heard about such merits of Salah from the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that is why they wondered what act of worship could have a higher status than Salah. The Sahaba had also heard about the merits of fasting that Allah Ta'ala has said that I have fixed the sawab of other acts of worship. For example, the sawab of some acts of worship is fixed as 10 times. 
some as 100 times and some as 700 times. But about fasting, Allah Ta'ala has declared that fasting is for me and I am the one who will give the reward for it. Because the Sahaba had heard this saying, therefore it was in their mind that fasting is a highly meritorious act of worship. The Sahaba had heard the merits of Sadaqah, that whatever a person spends in the way of Allah Ta'ala, they are guaranteed to earn sawab at least 700 times of what they have spent. And this 700 times reward will not be by our standards, but will be by the standards of Jannah. Therefore, the Sahaba thought that giving sadaqah was a great ibadah. So when the Holy Prophet wasallam asked his companions, should I not tell you about that act, which is even more meritorious than salah, fasting and sadaqah, they got intrigued and asked, said, O Prophet of Allah, do tell us about that act so that we perform it. And as a result, Allah Ta'ala grants us even more sawab than these acts of worship. After that, the Holy Prophet wasallam said, that act is resolving disputes between people. It means that if two people have developed discord and conflict between them, then try your best to get that dispute resolved between them so that their relations become harmonious once again. This act is even more meritorious, meritorious than Salah, fasting and Sadaqah. One must remember though that the Salah and fasting referred to this hadith are Nafil Salah and fasting. It means that if a Muslim praying Nafil Salah all night, keeps fasting Nafil fast a whole day and gives a lot of money Nafil Sadaqah, then all of these acts of worship are highly meritorious and earn a lot of sawab for that person. However, if there is a conflict between two Muslims and because of that they have broken off their relationship, then if a Muslim spends his time in resolving that dispute and helping them develop a loving relationship again, then they will get more sawab and reward for that effort than they would have by performing all the nafil good deeds mentioned above. In the next sentence, the Holy Prophet wasallam said, Interpersonal discord, hatred and conflict shave things off. In another hadith, while elaborating upon this, the Holy Prophet said, I do not say that these interpersonal conflicts shave off your hair, rather these conflicts shave off your deen. It is because when enmity and discord arise between people, these lead to numerous sins. These conflicts lead to ghibat, which means backbiting, people making false allegations against each other, people trying to cause harm to each other, and people making unjust claims against each other. The harms of getting involved in such fights and conflicts are that the person gets distanced from deen. The divine light of deen leaves his heart, and his heart gets filled with darkness. That is why the Holy Prophet advised Muslims on many occasions to avoid getting involved in conflicts. The Holy Prophet led the Salah in Masjid and Nabi his entire life. Obviously, he could lead, who could lead the Salah in his presence and who could be more punctual in coming for Jamaat than the Holy Prophet In his entire life, there was only one occasion when the Holy Prophet could not come to Masjid and Nabi for Salah and Hazrat Abdurrahman ibn Auf led the Salah. The reason for not being able to reach Masjid Nabi for that particular Salah was that the Holy Prophet had been informed 
that a dispute had arisen between two groups of Muslims in a tribe. The Holy Prophet ﷺ had gone to that tribe to resolve their dispute and to, and to restore peace between them. This took him so long that the time of Salah came. When the Sahaba saw that he was not present, then Hazrat Abdurrahman ibn Auf read the prayer. In his entire life, the only occasion when the Holy Prophet could not come to Masjid al Nabi at the time of Salah in times of health was this one. And the reason for that was that he had gone to resolve disputes and and end discord between Muslims. The Noble Quran and Hadith are full of commandments that disputes and discord between Muslims should not be tolerated at any cost. And as soon as any conflict arises, every effort should be made to resolve it because these conflicts destroy a person's being.